Hello everyone and welcome back to Sewn. This is the first episode of 2021 which is really exciting. My name is Nicole if I haven't met you before and if I have welcome back. I run a little internet community I suppose called Seedling Spiritual. We mostly live on Instagram and Patreon and here on the radio which is pretty exciting. This week the episode is about Major Arcana number six the lover or the lovers, depending on where you sit with the archetype. And we'll be getting into a bit of the myth about it, I suppose, a little Adam and Eve business and where it lives in the body and how we can negotiate our way around it. So thanks for tuning in and I will see you in a little bit. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. I guess welcome to 2021. I am really excited to be back and chatting about this card. So I base a lot of my practice on numerology because uh, it just helps me relate to science, relate to the math at the root of a lot of these archetypes that we work with. And uh, the reason I chose number six, or kind of six, for this week's episode is because we're in the first week of January, and January, this January specifically, January 2021, is a numerological six month, and 2021 generally is a five year, and next month will be a seven. So we're in this really cool numerological space of five, six, seven. And as far as the tarot is concerned, five to six to seven is about the coming out of grief space, the coming out of disappointment space into sort of a reckoning of who you want to be, what you want to tangle yourself up with. That's number six, uh, into how you want to move how you want to move forward, right? Because seven is your actions in and of the world, and seven in the tarot is the chariot, right? So we're going from a five year into a six, into a seven space. So it's just a nice, weirdly chronological space for us to be living in a little bit at the minute. And, you know, you can't change the astro, but it is fun and I think kind of necessary to think about the fact that these numbers are around us, that we're in the middle of the journey. We're in the liminal part, the space between the five and the seven, where you reconcile with how do I move out of my grief? How do I move out of my disappointment? Hence, six space, January space, lover space, right? And with that in mind, I when I was prepping for this episode, was trying really hard to, like, dig behind the stereotype of the lovers, right? I was like, I don't want it to just be about finding a partner, finding a best friend, finding a twin flame, a soulmate, whatever your, whatever your chosen myth is. But I realized that you can't. You have to look first at the stereotype of the lovers, and then you can unpack it, right? It can't. You have to let it let you into 
the true meaning of the card, the true meaning of the space. So that is what, um, what I'm doing. So I'm looking at two versions of the lover's card at the minute. And most decks, even if you're not a tarot person, right, um, the image that came to your head when I said lovers is correct. It's naked people um, under the sun, under an angel, right? It, it, it's quite quite a triumphant feeling looking card, right? There's a union of some sort happening. And because in the tarot, archetypally speaking, it's the first card where the figures are usually proportionally the same, like Previously, you have the Hierophant, which is five, and they are much bigger than the subjects in that card, okay? And previously, it's the Emperor, which is one, and then before that, it's the Empress, which is one person, the High Priestess is one person, and the Magician is one person, and the Fool is one person with an animal, right? And so, this is the first time, the Six is the first time we see two equally footed people on the card which is worth noting in itself right it's it's worth noting that it's not just about relationships it's also a mirror and the mirror is actually where i want to dive in to what this card really is because there's some quote somewhere my mom used to say it to me as well that's you know show me your friends and i'll show you your future and I think it's one of those things where if you show me your lover, I'll show you yourself. And I think that's where we get tangled up a bit with finding partners, finding friends. We are around people that we think we want to be like, rather than people who are going to help us see ourselves more truly, see ourselves for who we actually get to become. And... I'm not a relationship coach or a psychologist or anything like that. So I'm going to let you take take that for what it's worth. Plant the seed in your head or throw it away if it doesn't resonate with you. But that, to me, is the magic of this card, of this number. Six in math is the first perfect number, right? It's two threes put together, right? It's a very strong number. Or three twos, right? It's, it's each All of its divisions are perfect, and that's the first time it happens in math. And with that idea, this is a space remembering that we're in January 2021, a six month, also 2021, <laughs> right? Um, it's the perfect time actually to see if our divisions make us stronger. To look into the mirror the mirror of our relationships, the mirror of our families, the mirror of our jobs, you know, whatever, and see if it makes you the best version of yourself when you split them apart, right? Because I worked at a school once where we had um, what was called core values for the students, and one of the core values was integrity. And when you're explaining integrity to quite small people, a lot of the times they understood it far better than <laughs> than we do. And they would just say, it's doing the right thing even when no one is watching. And I think that that's the key, personally, to good friendships, good relationships, is, you know, that very frozen two thing of just do the next right thing. 
Um, but I know my partner's always in the back of my head going, you know, is this who you are? You know, is this what you want? Is this who you are? And there are a lot of the times um, when I'm walking through life thinking, um, that level of accountability has made me a better person. And I'm not trying to say that you need somebody else in order to have that. But it's a mirror. It is. I, I just, I'm going to keep coming back to this mirror. Right. And that's, if you are not a tarot person, I'm inviting you to just, just give a quick Google to tarot card number six, the lovers, and you'll see what I mean. It is a mirror. The card is symmetrical, right? There's a mountain in the middle. You could split the card down the center and aside from your reproductive organs, they'd be exactly the same. And that's kind of the point. It's how do you want to be seen? How do you want to be, how do you want your world to mirror who you are? That's what this opportunity is. So this month, this card, right, when it comes up, archetypally speaking, right, if you keep seeing sixes, all that kind of thing, it's about, is your external mirroring your internal? And then I would offer a step further as a reader and a healer. If it's not, then what can you do, right? We're moving into seven space, which is active, right? How can you take actions in and of the world in and on the world to make your reflection match your core. And and as we are social beings, humans are pack animals, in my opinion, right? The quickest way to gauge that is often your relationships with other humans, with other animals. And I know this seems a little... Not as spiritual as I maybe (laughs) think people want it to be, but a lot of my work and talking to a lot of people, this is about the vessel. It's about being a person, right? So much of my work is reminding people, including myself, that whether you know you believe in God, or you believe in karma, or you believe in spirit, or your ancestors, or reincarnation, or that you're made of stardust, man, like whatever it is, you still are in a human body, in and of a human body. We still have synapses and muscles and impulses, and we still need to eat, and we still need to eliminate, and and there are things we need, right? And the experience of seeing what you need or what you're denying yourself, reflected in the people around you, right, is a big part of what I believe the spirit journey, gross, I know, what that is, right? Seeing who around you is mirroring what. So that's my first, the first little bit is six Lovers, I think it sometimes turns people on or off from the tarot experience, from the spiritual experience, because we have this myth in our head that it's, you know, Romeo and Juliet or Troilus and Cressida or, you know, Carrie and Mr. Big, that it's going to be, I found somebody. This other person is going to make all of this crap worthwhile. And that's 
not true. That's not what this card is offering, right? Because if you look at where it sits in the tarot as imagery, even if you don't believe in tarot, as a little painting, okay, right? You go from five, which is the Hierophant or the Pope, okay? So this is a, a figure with authority, clearly, over subjects. That's five. Into six, with two equal people. Into seven, with one person moving forward. Okay, so clearly something has to happen in your six space that affects how you move forward, that affects how you engage with the momentum of your life. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, I also want to talk a bit about the number six in relationship to the Hebrew alphabet, because... The deeper I get into spirituality and the tarot, right, this is deeply rooted in Kabbalah, this is deeply rooted in Egyptian spirituality, this is deeply, deeply rooted in history. That is not, <laughs> not only Christian, okay? And I may lose some of y'all there, but that's all right. But a lot of the times, the picture on the lovers is some clear variation of the Adam and Eve story, right? There's usually a snake. There's usually some sort of fire. Usually one of them is a quote man and a quote woman, right? Like this is, they're showing you one version, one version of this archetype, one version of this story. But the story of Adam and Eve, the stereotype of Adam and Eve, right, is masking, I very much believe, this other quite important, a bit more visceral relationship with the actual number six. Okay, the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet is related to, right, loosely, um, a hook, being hooked, right? It's the shape of the letter, it's the energy around that bit of the language, okay? And the hook is the key to me, <laughs> okay? This math-wise, perfectly splittable energy about what hooks you in, masked, veiled, with the story of Adam and Eve, right? And I was raised very, 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 very Catholic, okay? Adam and Eve were hooked by mystery, by knowledge, by something outside the garden, right? They didn't fall in love until after they bit the apple. Because if we just go by the fact that the apple, which was probably a pomegranate, but I'm not even going to get into that with the Persephone story, but if they ate said fruit, right, the fruit of knowledge, 
They wouldn't have known what love was until after they bit into it. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to say that again. You can't know what love is until you bite into it. There is something physically alchemical about finding your love through what hooks you in. Hopefully that makes sense. But this hook, I can't, it, it, it does, it's not letting me go, actually. This, this idea that where you are hooked allows you, will open you, open your eyes, open your awareness to falling in love is the key to me of this card, of this number, of life a little bit, right? The more I get into this journey, where you are hooked is the way. And it's a little bit fishy. <laughs> it's, it's less following the flock, needing the shepherd, and a little bit more biting until you are hooked. And it's in that way, a bit bloody and a bit aggressive, which if this is your first uh, time joining me, welcome. I like some blood and some muscle because that is what we are right? We are walking collections of bone and muscle and and teeth. And I think if we pair that, if we put that onto this card, it gives us a little bit more ownership and a little bit more permission to go after what we want simply for the reason that we want it. Because regardless of what society says, right? Regardless of whatever lack of equality lives in our laws and our governing bodies, we should not have to justify our love. Period. Because we fall in love, you fall in love because it happens. Because it has hooked you and you have bit down on it and now it is part of you. And that should not require justification. And what I'm offering here is that the person the job, the calling, the feeling, whatever you're falling in love with, follows having the courage to follow the hook, right? You can't find the match, your match, whatever, until you listen, are, are aware enough to know what's hooking you forward, right? And that's why we're going from six to seven. That six, the lover, it pulls you into your momentum. But the seven, the chariot, is about the vessel, right? It's not like one of these people was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to the grocery store in the chariot. Do you need anything? It's something in that archetype of the six, something where you you got hooked, pulled you into the next leg of your journey right? And in that, it is so much more empowering to know that that, this card is about you. This card is about us. Because actually, I only want to surround myself with people who are also following their hook. I don't want to have to hook anybody to me, (laughs) right? I like being me. I like who I am. And I don't want to have to hook anybody in. And I think that that is something we've all kind of forgotten. You shouldn't have to hook anybody into your life. 
You want to be following the same line, right? Someone's hooked over there and you're hooked over here. And by the following the pursuit of what makes you want to bite, you find your way to each other. And that can be your community. That can be your friends, your family, your chosen family, your lovers, your, you know, your church group, your tarot community, your coven, you know, if you move countries, like whatever. That's, that's what this card is inviting, is to follow that. Because in in the vein of following your purpose, right? Following your path. And I know that this, I know this is where people get a little like, oh, but Nicole, aren't you like bordering on, you know, love and light bullshit, find your purpose and the rest will follow. And yes, yes, I am. But I've said this in a couple readings to people lately that you have to know what your purpose is. And purpose can change and purpose can shift and passion can change and passion can shift as we grow up and as we move and as we meet new people. And I urge y'all, if you're listening to this, to think about how you can decolonize and uncapitalize the idea of living to your potential and finding your purpose. And what I mean by that is that your purpose, the quest, right? And this isn't just me. This is like Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. This is Clarissa Pincola Estes, Women Who Run With the Wolves. This is Angela Carter. This is like Anton Chekhov in Three Sisters. You know, this is what, this is life work. Finding what makes you move forward. Not because you need to make an Instagram about it. Not because it should become your job. Not because you need to heal ancestral wounds. Not because you have to tell your therapist about it. Not because you need to heal some relationship with your father. Or because you need to be a good mom. Because it comes with the territory of being a person. I think, therefore, I am. In Shakespeare, it's written in iambic pentameter. Okay, and granted, iambic pentameter is spelled I-A-M-B. Iambic pentameter, one I am, is a heartbeat. I am, I am, right? It's it's Moses in the desert, <laughs> right? Who are you? I am. Um, It's in Christmas Carol, right? Scrooge asks the ghost of Christmas past, who are you? I am that I am, she says. We eat, we breathe, we have sex, we are. Right? It comes with the territory of being human. So it doesn't need a reason, but it does deserve, I believe, an exploration. It does deserve some questioning, some following of the threads, right? And that's a lot to do with this card. Because also, if you come to the mirror that is the six and you see something that you don't like, you're launched into the journey of the tarot, the hero's journey, the heroine's journey, looking to make yourself someone that you are happy to see, cultivating a community around you that does build you into the person you are meant to become. The six is an invitation. It's not a prophecy. It's an invitation into the journey. And it heats me up, and I hope it heats you all up as well, because it should be passionate and loving because you deserve those things for yourself. 
We deserve those things and we deserve to grow into the journey in that way. My auntie sent me this quote recently from um, Father Pedro Arupe, who was a Spanish Jesuit priest. Um, He passed away in the 90s. And I'm going to read you the quote and I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, And I'll also post it on my Instagram, actually, at Seedling Spiritual or The Sewn Podcast, if you are interested in keeping this um, in your back pocket. But it's called Falling in Love with God. Nothing is more practical than finding God. That is, than falling in love in a quite absolute, final way. What you are in love with what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you will do with your evenings, how you will spend your weekends, what you read, who you know, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. Okay. (laughs) It's, it's simple, but not easy. Falling in love opens you up to spirit. And I believe, and actually has been my experience, that when you are full of spirit, Other people who are full of spirit come to you, okay? People ask me uh, quite often, actually, how I got over here, how I became an immigrant, how I met my partner, and um, I have to admit (laughs) that I came over here. It was in my application for the master's program I was accepted to, um, why do you want to go back into training? And I sent this to numerous schools around the world. And I said, I am ready to have a love affair with my craft. I want to have a love affair with my passion. I put that in words and sent it to academic institutions. (laughs) And I got in to several. And that's it. I followed what I was falling in love with. And it opened me up to an entire community of people who love in the same way I love. Not the same things. My other half, he's amazing, and I'm hoping to get him on one of these episodes soon. About the chariot, funnily enough. We do not love the same things. <laughs> right? I, I have books everywhere. In the boat, he would probably care less. I love clutter and stationery, and he's had the same pen for probably like two years, unless he loses it. You know, like this is, but we love in the same way. Our spirits are fueled the same way. Okay. And I have to say that that's about a lot of the community I have cultivated around me and the community I am trying to nurture into being, right? About, I, I, I want to be around people feel comfortable in the vulnerability of learning what they are falling in love with. Not who, what. Because falling in love is a risk. 
in that fucking bumper sticker, you know, they don't call it falling for nothing, like gross. But yes, they don't call it falling for nothing. And and this again, invitation to follow the hook, to allow yourself to get hooked is very, very, very contradictory, I believe, to a lot of what we are being fed nowadays. There is this kind of like aloofness plaguing us right now. And I think it's very um, counterintuitive to what humans are. I think we are deep feelers. We wouldn't have the capability to feel and remember in this way if we weren't supposed to, to do those things. And it's important. It's very, very important. I believe, right? I'm but one humble lady with a big opinion. But it's important, I think, to open yourself up to the fact that falling in love can be a journey. And that you can fall out of love and you can change your mind and that's fine. Love doesn't end. It just kind of shape shifts. And I don't think we're told that very often growing up. I think because it kind of goes against a lot of religious and political structures, right? And also capitalist structures. Like, this is your one job. You do this for the rest of your life. This is your one partner. You're with them the rest of your life. Uh, yeah. In some cases, yes. But at the same time, on the flip side, pick your change up. Maybe you don't. And, and, the, and the pushing. Don't forget about the perfection of the six. The break should never leave you weakened. So if you need to shift out of a space where you're not loving, following the hook anymore, it inevitably will make you stronger, even if the decision now is difficult. Because you're breaking a perfect structure to move into a place of momentum. And don't forget that six is still a low number. We're not supposed to stay in six. We're not supposed to stay in this is perfect, this is fine. We're supposed to move into unevenness. We're supposed to migrate forward because that's nature. Everything in nature grows. Everything. So to wrap all of this up, sort of, I mean, we could talk about this for days, right? And please do. I love talking to people. Um, my DMs on Insta are a great place to get me or seedlingspiritual at gmail.com. Just let me know, you know, who you are and what you're about and we can have a chat. Um, I watched this really adorable fishing program. Surprise, where I get all of these hook imagery. And the hosts of the fishing program uh, both had quite serious heart surgeries. They're uh, guys in their 50s, and the reason they started the program was essentially to just have, like, you know, life chats while they go out and fish. And I grew up fly fishing, so I'm quite content to watch them and listen to them. But one of the men had a triple bypass. And he shared this story that in talking to the nurse afterwards, like when he was in recovery, she said to him, you will never feel the same way after another human has held your heart. And you want to hope that the person who holds your heart is a good one. And <laughs> that really blew me out of the water. I believe, and I think this card offers, that if you know 
how you would handle your heart, how you would handle your passion, you can ensure that those you hand it over to are good people. But there's a handling of yourself with almost like a surgical, again, blood, a surgical level of care that you have to be willing to do in order to be able to see who should be allowed to put their hands on your heart. If that makes sense. I wish y'all could see me, but when I'm talking about the hook, it is it it is in the chest and almost in a kind of gruesome way imagine a barbed hook coming under your sternum and pulling you forward and if you've ever fished you know that there is blood drawn when the hook is bitten all right but in the tarot my favorite card one of my favorite cards is the 5 of cups and again 5 is grief or disappointment moving into the six, moving into the seven, right? And the six is about beauty, sensuality, understanding what the body loves. In the Five of Cups on the writer Waite Smith deck, the liquid in the cups is red. Okay? It's blood. Blood is actually one of the most effective composting materials in nature. This is, unfortunately, why blood sacrifices in certain countries around the world continued to happen. Because if a blood sacrifice was made to an agricultural god, it did work. Because blood fertilizes land. Okay? So what I'm offering you here, through some sort of gruesome science, is the fact that blood must be spilt in order for you to find where you're supposed to be, in order for things to grow, in order for death to compost, okay? The spillage of blood, even if it's a spiritual spillage of blood, and I would imagine that in 2020, a lot of emotional blood was spilt for a lot of people. Unfortunately, I am offering... (laughs) That that is necessary to move forward, right? Birth does not happen without blood. There is a grieving. There is a spilling. And in the tending of that wound space is how we learn to move forward and care for ourselves. And I'm not talking about in a RuPaul's Drag Race, like, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else kind of sense. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about physically, if you are bleeding... You have to triage yourself first. And that's what this card is. This is about knowing how you tend your own vessel, how you take care of your own self in order for you to be able to see, to recognize on a physical, intuitive level, instinctually, who's going to take care of your heart if you do give it to them. And I'm just offering, this is just Nicole that through the pursuit of passion, right, to use that quote, what seizes your imagination will affect everything, right? So it's not just about finding your twin flame. (laughs) It's about finding what 
keeps you warm, right? What heats you up and what's going to pull you, hook you into this kind of night of the soul journey that we're being invited into. And humbly, I offer my own experience that if you let it, if you surrender to it, even through the awful times, right? I have had some rough times, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You are welcome to ask me about those things. It will take you around the world, y'all, in ways you never dreamed possible. So that's, that's the lovers. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me. If you made it this far, <laughs> um, if you want to find out more about me, uh, my services, um, kind of just who I am, I'm at seedlingspiritual.com or I love Instagram, shameful, but not really. So at seedlingspiritual on Instagram and I'm a pretty open book. So let me know if you have any questions or want to start chatting, uh, I do weekly collective readings live on Insta on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. So if you're interested in seeing what I look like and how that resonates with you, um, you can check me out there. I do birth charts, natal charts. I've got a Patreon with coaching and educational opportunities. And otherwise, just let me know if you need me. Have a fantastic, fantastic whenever you listen to this. Love you all. Bye!